I call this meeting to order. Let's recite the pledge. I am a Disney addict, not a normal Disney fan. If I am to change this image, I must first change myself. Okay. Welcome back to the Disney Support Group. My name is Chaz, and tonight I'm joined with... Taylor! Woo! I'm here. <laughs> and Alexa. <laughs> Did you forget your name for a second? No, I had to burp. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is episode number seven for us, and this will be coming out sometime in February. I believe yeah. it's actually the week after Valentine's Day is when this one's going to be coming out. Oh. So, uh, Taylor and I have something to celebrate. Um, Alexa. Yeah, rub it in my face. Why course, don't always, you? Always, always. Um, I but, didn't even bring it up this time. But, my third wheeling next. Yeah. <laughs> Considering that it's the week after Valentine's Day, I thought, why not talk about who our favorite Disney couples are and why? Ooh. So. Does anybody want to go first? Okay. I have to Ooh. think about it. You I want know. to think about it? Okay. Well, I think right off the bat I have one. Okay. I think Anna and Kristoff are really great. All right. Why? Um, I mean, I agree. I just, you know. I think they're a very um, healthy, accurate, modern portrayal of couples. Okay. And I don't think we get that in Disney movies. And I think... It also shows, I mean, it's not all fairy tales and rainbows with them. Like, Anna has some insecurities sometimes where she's like, you think I'm crazy? <laughs> or when um, he, she leaves him and it's kind of like a miscommunication. Um, oh, yeah. And then the, so the, the whole Lost two. in the Woods thing. I love that sequence. Oh, yeah. So... And, and then at the end, they still come together, and he's like, you know, my love's not fragile. And she's like, I'm sorry I left you. I, well, like, it was a whole thing. And it was like, it's it, fine. It, it really emphasized how much communication is important in a right. relationship. Because, you know, they didn't communicate what was going on, and it turned them all fragile. But Yeah. Yeah. So. Change that's... my mind. Find a better Disney couple. All right. All right. I'll take it. How about Mike and Celia? Uh, Mike Wazowski ooh. and Celia from Monsters, Inc. Their date was an absolute disaster, right? Yeah. I mean, unmitigated disaster. But because they cared enough for each other, they gave it all they had and they continued to work together throughout the entire movie. She did think he was lying about the boo thing, though. She did, but... but when she found out it wasn't, then yeah. she freaking saves his butt. And, and, I mean, it was a realistic depiction of a lot of relationships where, like, you sometimes will have trust issues with, like, what you're being told. And you have to be like, alright, do I believe you or not? And then, oh, there is evidence. Okay, I do believe you. And I'm, I'm going to stand by you. I mean, she did not believe that the whole boo thing, you know. And, and uh, it's a crazy story. Yeah, but she... Didn't like when he did come back to her with like the evidence for it. It wasn't one of those. Uh, yeah, right. Sure, I'm not even gonna look at your evidence. Well, I mean, it's undeniable evidence when the co when the child goes boo in your true. face. <laughs> That's true. But I love 
their dynamic, you know? And it's yeah. it's kind of a Better weird than Anna and Kristoff, though? I wouldn't go there. Uh, maybe not. All right. <laughs> I'm going to continue to think on this. Yes. Taylor, do you have one? I, I do. Um, so when you were asking about couples, my brain just immediately went to, like, princes and princesses instead okay. of, like, right. what you did. So I, I like what you did. But anyways. She's pointing at me. <laughs> right. We got to do that. <laughs> yes. I was pointing One at One day when we do actually start recording for YouTube, then maybe you guys could actually understand what Taylor's <laughs> trying to say. Yeah. Could I point? <laughs> well, okay. So I would have to say my favorite Disney couple. I'm sorry. <laughs> I dropped a pen. Okay. Your favorite Disney couple. Is Rapunzel and Eugene. Um. Um, and I love how they make each other better, um, especially Rapunzel to Eugene. Like, he wants to be a better man because uh, he wants to be with Rapunzel. And um, you get a lot more from the TV show series that they have for the couple. But um, I really enjoy their relationship, and I think it's really cute. It is adorable. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, this is an accurate or, like, realistic necessarily the way they start out. Yeah, the, but, you know, I'm in, oh, I was gonna say I'm in quarantine and, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, that too, but I was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was, I was gonna talk about somebody else. I don't All think right, it's, we'll like, realistic up. or, like, a realistic, healthy way to start a relationship, but I think towards the end, their relationship is really healthy. Mm. Um, the live-action Belle and the Beast. Okay. Mm. Because, I, I don't know, by the end of it, they are, they have common interests, they... Um, communicate about things and they are a team in a lot of ways and I think it's cute yeah mm-hmm. I'm then, gonna stick in my, with Mike and Cecilia well, what, what about Cecilia. Mickey and Minnie like the classic uh, Disney couple I'm not gonna bring them up because they are a classic Disney couple um, because there was that episode though have you heard about it which the one? one that came out in like the 30s so about that though is it is, real well, even if it is real, the we thing gotta about, explain what yeah, we're talking explain, about. Yeah, explain because I'm yeah. kind of lost. Well, before you explain, let me let me explain something that I heard from uh, a quote from Disney, is that Mickey and Minnie are married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and when they're in a Disney short or Disney show, mm. they're playing a part. So if the short or the show requires a girlfriend character, then Minnie's the girlfriend. If it requires a wife character, then Minnie's the wife. But Mickey and Minnie are married. Like, so they're like actors. Yeah, they're actors playing the parts of mm. of whether or not they're, they're fictional needed. actors playing fictional, even more fictional characters. Exactly. <laughs> so ah. anyway, explain the situation that you were. So apparently, and I've never seen it. There, there was this um, Mickey Mouse cartoon that came out where he finds out that Minnie was cheating on him, and he tries to take his own life. So Whoa. that is a dark Disney, uh, it's one of those YouTube, um... So it's not real. Yeah, I, I've never actually like seen Disney. the evidence of it, yeah. um, other than the, the YouTube videos about it, like, oh, where, you know, people have the dark music and, like, let me tell you about this thing right, right, Disney right. doesn't want you to know. If Disney didn't want you to know, they wouldn't have made it. And guess what? They didn't make it, because why would they hide something that they made, right? Song of the South. Song of the South. They uh, don't hide it. They just gotcha. don't release it. Really? They don't. They don't say that it doesn't bit. exist. Yeah, it is technically on like the list of movies. That, yeah, like, it's like known they about, still I guess, acknowledge but... that it existed and that it's 
that has problematic issues and things like that. They acknowledge its existence. Same thing with like the World War II films with Donald and all that. Yeah. Like they don't release those anymore, but they still acknowledge too. that they exist. You should explain the Donald cartoons. There was just Donald Duck cartoons with Nazis, and they just it don't was release anti-Nazi propaganda. Yeah, anti-Nazi propaganda. In, um... But the the fact of the matter is that there was Nazis in them, so they just don't show them anymore. Yeah. And it was still, like, a political thing. Yeah. But, anyway, I think that Mickey and Minnie are probably the tops when it comes to Disney couples. Yes. But I think we all came up with uh, rather decent uh, options as well. So, moving on from that. I don't that. think Mickey and Minnie are a realistic portrayal, though. No. They're very... They, everything's perfect, ex unless that cartoon exists. <laughs> well... The the modern Mickey and Minnie in the uh, the new Mickey and Minnie shorts, mm. their portrayal is I, I like that because they're kind of very like uh, I just can't handle that style of animation. Oh, I don't like the animation style at all. But like the, the idea behind it, where like they're not you know putting on the Ritz every night and like rich, yeah. you know they're they're relatable. Like oh no, my dishwasher broke. What am I going to do? kind of characters. I like that. That's very much more a realistic relationship. Do they have realistic relationship problems like Anna and Kristoff? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I can't... I'm still Anna and Kristoff. Okay, we'll give you Anna and Kristoff. Yeah! So, moving on from that, Taylor, I believe you had a fun idea for tonight? Yeah. Um. Well, I had a couple. Which one are you referring to? The, the first one that you brought up, the one that you had spent all that time prepping. Okay, so um, I took a look at Disney Plus and I decided we should highlight some of the movies that Chaz and I have watched on our list that are also on Disney Plus that you could watch right now. So um, I'm, I'm specifically talking about like the live action movies we've completed. And... Pre-1970. Yeah. So... Taylor, I see you have a top five. Yes, you want to give so your top five? While, top five. While uh, Alexa looks at a list and comes up with her. Oh, I do have my top five. Oh, you have your top five yeah, as well? Yeah, I wrote it down. And awesome. I'm hiding it so you guys can't see. Awesome. Taylor, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, number one. Oh, wait. I guess I should go backwards. Yeah. Do number so, five. So, number five. Um, this one was hard for me to um, decide and, like, Put the, all the other ones out. Okay. Um, so I put down as number five, The Ugly Dachshund. Oh. Now, this movie is so cute, so funny. Um, it's about um, a couple who has a pregnant dachshund. They bring them to the vet, and then the vet convinces them to take home a Great Dane. And well, there's a lot of different Not funny... necessarily them. Convinces the, the husband, husband yes. to bring oh. home a Great Dane. And he sneaks him into the, the litter of the <laughs> dachshunds. Uh <-huh. laughs> yeah, and so there's so many funny things that happen with this Great Dane. Because obviously he grows much bigger. Oh, yeah. And it's just a very enjoyable, funny movie. I love how the, the portrayal was like... The... So this couple would not be on our list. No, well, actually, you know... <laughs> could it, be. It, they could be, because, like, it was it, it was a very modern couple. Sound. Like, he was a stay-at-home painter artist, where mm. she was the career one. And this came out before 1970, though. Yeah, this came yeah. back in 1966. Mm. So it, it was a very enjoyable film. Anyway... So, do we want to do your entire top five, or do we want to go around the I table? I think we should go around. All right, so, oh. so Alexa, what well, is your number five? Well, then I have my five? question. Um, 
When we were talking, when you wrote The Incredible Journey, is that Homeward Bound? That's Homeward Bound, but it's the original one. Yeah, the very first one. The one that came out in, what was it, 1963. I don't know, man. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's not the one that has the voice of Michael J. Fox in it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have to change it. Okay. Okay, so my number five, well, technically it's number four, because... <laughs> so, so Alexa's number five is a, is a currently so blank. We'll give her a second thing. to look at the well, list. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I've only seen four of those movies on the list. <laughs> so then, uh, then we'll, we'll skip your five. Yeah, we'll skip my five. And we'll go with my number five. And I think my number five is going to be Grey Friars Bobby. All right? It's about a little dog in, I believe it was in Scotland, and uh, it's it's a true story about this dog that basically was a town mascot. Like he was a stray that all the children loved, and just the not the hijinks, but it was like the things that he got up to. And I don't believe he was a stray. I can't, like it's been he uh, was owned. He by was somebody. owned, and then his owner passed away, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. basically became the town's mascot. And everybody loved him, so they didn't want to let him be taken away. And the things that the town did to protect the dog and keep him within the within the community. And I, there's actually like a statue of him at the, the place where this story happened. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to go visit someday, but I... That's sometime way in the future, but it's in Ireland. Yeah, isn't it's, it? I think it's in Scotland. Scotland. Okay. It might be in Ireland. I'd have to rewatch it. It's They're been very similar. It's been a couple <laughs> years since we've watched this film. But I like the accent. I didn't even <laughs> really mean to do it. Like it kind of just came out. Well, thank goodness our international audience isn't from that area yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, that would be my number five. So circling around the table, back to Taylor right. for her number four. Number four was The Love Bug. Um, wow. So if, if you remember anything about this movie, um, it's about Herbie, mm-hmm. the car that comes to life, but this is the very first movie they ever created. They would eventually go on to create a lot more movies about Herbie, but this is the very first mm-hmm. one. And we all know Herbie. He does crazy things. And yeah. um, part of the reason why it's called The Love Bug is he actually takes two people and gets them together and they fall in love and oddly enough isn't it the same couple that was on the ugly dachshund yes it was (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how so many movies were like that Mm -hmm. it's yeah well back in those days like disney would do a contract like you'll do this many movies with us i think uh, i think they did that a lot with um like i know that marilyn monroe was contracted, I think, with Fox. Yeah, all, all the, the big-time actors had contracts, and so yeah. it was, you would see movie stars of the day, and you would never see them act with another movie star because that movie star would be at a different studio under yeah, contract, and crazy. trying to get manipulate through the contracts was so hard. So yeah. it, it was It was actually kind of really cool. They, like, kicked her out for some reason. She wanted, like, better... This isn't Disney, but yeah. she wanted like better roles where she wasn't like the dumb blonde all the time, mm-hmm. and um, so then they I think fired her, and then so she started like her own thing, yeah, and then was making these awesome movies and was super successful without them, and then they were like, oh wait, come back, and she's like, mm. <laughs> good for her. I know yeah. she's uh, way cooler than people give her credit for. Anyway, number back four. To Disney. <laughs> My number four. Okay. Yeah. 
The Parent Trap, which is the original uh. one. Even though I do love me some Lindsay Lohan one. Speaking of Herbie. Yeah. Yes. Loaded. But um, that one I've only seen once and I liked it. And I've also, I like The Parent Trap. Lindsay Lohan one, which I've seen way more, and I don't. So I don't know what to say about this other one because I've only seen it once. <laughs> I I love Haley Mills. Oh yeah. I, I had such a hard time um, with this list because I also love a lot of the other actors as well. So she almost made my list with that darn cat. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, I'm sorry. I need to not hold pens so, anymore. <laughs> fun funny thing that I always enjoyed about Haley Mills is not only like all her Disney films. But she was the originator of the Saved by the Bell series, which was uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. was like oh, the, oh. the first season. That's what it was called. And she was the, the teacher in that. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to picture her not as like Young. Pollyanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, that's weird to think about, right? So I, I just said I said I've seen four movies on that list and then I just named a movie on that list. So spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but where is it going to be? You'll never know. I guess my number four, right? Yeah. Is going to be Absent-Minded Professor. This is the origination of Flubber. If you've seen yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Robin Williams Flubber, this is what it's based off of. It has uh, Fred McMurray, and um, basically he's making the substance to try to save the college and the football team. and uh, It's... Hilarity ensues in the hijinks, and in my opinion, it is better than the Robin Williams one. And so if you like the Robin Williams one, go back and watch The Absent-Minded Professor, 1961. That's really funny. That's your number four, because that's my number three. Oh, uh, cute. That... You guys are cute. <laughs> so I, I like it for all those reasons, plus... Um, one of my more favorite actors, Tommy Kirk, in those original films, oh, yeah. he also plays in the movie, and um, they do some sequels. Merlin Jones. Yeah, yeah. Merlin Jones. Um, was it called the? Is it the Great Adventures of Merlin Jones? Um, the Misadventures of Miss Merlin Jones. That Merlin one is Jones. another one I would recommend. Not on Disney Plus, but um, it was kind of a sequel to yeah. the Absent Minded. Oh yeah, Professor. that's probably why we're doing these ones because they're on Disney Plus, mm -hmm. so people yeah. can watch yeah. them. Ah. That's, that's what the list was. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm. I've come around yeah. now. We got it. <laughs> See, I did some research. Yeah. Alex, Alexa's officially checked into the chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that, that'll happen frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to Alexa's number three. My number three is Old Yeller. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's such a sad movie oh, though. I, I know, but that it's. Film, um, but... I have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> True. I do really like it though. We used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. Um and I just I don't know. It makes me cry and I love a good cry. It has Taylor's favorite, Tommy Kirk. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's my and favorite. Kevin Cochran is in there as well. I and he the adorable little scamp that's always Tommy Kirk's oh, little yeah. brother. I think he's dead. Isn't yes, he dead? Yes, he's passed away. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, do you have anything more to say about Old Yeller? I haven't seen it in years, um, but I like it. And I have it on VHS somewhere. Yeah. It might be at a house across town. Well, we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> have you ever seen Savage Sam, which is the sequel to Old Yeller? What? There's a sequel? Yes. yes. It's Because remember um, how... Yeller kept on breaking out and going and seeing the neighbor's dog. 
And then, the and then towards frick? the end, they mentioned that the neighbor's dog had a litter of puppies and that they were yellers. <gasps> Savage Sam is yellers. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, I know what we're watching tomorrow. Yes, we are! <laughs> oh my All right. gosh! Well, with that breaking news for Alexa... <laughs> I am like... Uh, is it on Disney Plus? No, no it is not. But, but well, we have, have it. it. We have it. So oh my goodness! It. So we're gonna move on to my <laughs> number three while oh while Alexa my. processes what life is. I know. And my number three is going to be Perry. That's P E R R I. <laughs> All right. This is a live action movie that is about a squirrel. What the actual heck? I love this movie. <laughs> it is the greatest. Like. Greatest live action animal movie that that there is. It's just because there's does no he, humans in it. You know what? Is it's, he a secret agent? No. Does he, go, does he hide? No, but it would be hilarious if we. Right. Were. So it's actually a female asking, squirrel. Perry? It's a female squirrel, mm. and she is trying to get away from the Martin, which is kind of a weasel critter. And there's a whole story involved, and uh, she has a love interest and all that. And there's a fire. It's. I mean, the whole thing, there's an actual storyline, and it's all filmed in actual nature. No humans. In actual nature. Like, it's yes. not like like on a soundstage with fake nature, oh. you know? Like, actually out in the wild, film, and created a story, and it is just adorable. And yeah. one of the reasons it's one of my on my list is because there's a song in it called Together Time. Which is about animal mating. And it's so funny what that Disney spent way. the time to write a song about animal mating. Like, what is going... That? Can you imagine that meeting? Yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what Sherman the... Brothers, get over here. We got right. something. And they're like, just like, yeah, no, ask. someone else can do that. <laughs> I was going to ask, was it the Sherman Brothers? I don't think it was the Sherman Brothers. I'll have to look. But, like, mm. could you just imagine them walking into the meeting and be like, no, no, hand that off to somebody else. We've got more important things to do. Small world's calling. <laughs> right? For <laughs> But, yeah, like, they, they have a song about animal mating. Like, what are they, the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> yeah, what the heck? <laughs> But, yes, uh, Perry from 1957 is my number three. All right. Number Bring, two. Brings us on to number two. So I put Blackbeard's Ghost as my oh. number two because literally I've only seen it once, but I was laughing the entire time I was watching that movie. There was several times we had to pause so Taylor could catch her breath <laughs> and not miss further jokes. Oh, it was oh, great. That's fun. So just a little background on the movie. Um, it's about a track coach. He comes to a town, um, and then he starts seeing this ghost, which happens to be Blackbeard, but only he can see it. And so it comes oh. into this funny thing of, like, only he can see it and he can interact with the ghost. Uh-huh. But other people are seeing it like, oh, he must be crazy. Yeah, and oh, Blackbeard's trying to get him to, like, save the inn that he's staying mm-hmm. at, which is, like, part of Blackbeard's ship. Oh. So oh, good. Cute. It, it it's in my fun. top ten it from this fun. list. Is it All my right. turn now? Yeah, it's your turn, Alexa. Um, we're, we're, we're going this way two. around the table, so. We're number two? Yeah, yes. at number two. Swiss Family Robinson. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Well, we used to watch that as a kid all the time. That was my number two as well, so. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, uh, I don't know, it's always just been a kind of a fun idea to, like, be able to 
Not that you want to put in the work of like yeah. building the treehouse. We, we've stuff, been but playing like, animal, living in the treehouse yeah. would be fun. We've been playing Animal Crossings for like a couple weeks now, which is yeah. like you know building yeah. that desert island community, but it's not the work that you had that they had to do. So also yeah. back then when they're filming movies and stuff like. They had to ride like actual ostriches and yeah. stuff, like, and there was actual tigers in it, or yeah. one tiger. But, like, I don't know. I love like that as a child. That like what, what hooked me into the movie. Like, oh my gosh, they have an ostrich. I want an ostrich. Yeah. He he has a zebra. Can I have a zebra? Right. Oh, that's so cool. And then the coconut bombs. Oh my gosh, we used to quote that all the time. <laughs> you know those coconut bombs. They work right well. Yeah. <laughs> Another film with Kevin Cochran and Tommy Kirk in it. And Kevin Cochran right. is just... Speaking of contracts and stuff. Yeah. Actors working together all the time. Yep, so my number two is uh, Spoiled by Alexa, and it was also Swiss Family Robinson, so... I also already spoiled my number one earlier, if you guys yeah. remember. <laughs> That's true. So we'll move on to uh, Taylor's number one. I, Chaz, I'm really sorry. I know Swiss Family Robinson is your, like, pretty much your favorite movie. It's my second Sec- on well, this obviously, list. obviously, right. Yeah. But, um, it definitely makes my top ten, but not my top five. I'm sorry. That's, that's fine. So, here it is. Number one for me is Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. (laughs) I knew it. Absolutely knew it. I just love the story of Davy Crockett. And um, Mike Fink is a very funny character in that specific movie. Just, just charismatic for mm-hmm. for you to watch. Yes, he's the villain of the movie, but he's very fun to watch. Um, and and like even though he's the villain, like you know, being that it's Davy Crockett, Fess Parker, Davy Crockett himself brings him into the fold at the end. Mm-hmm. Like not to spoil the movie or anything like that, but like you know, it's going to be resolved because Davy Crockett is that good of a guy. Like you know, it's just Davy Crockett. And. Um, when Disneyland does open back up, I hope um, the boat is still there. Um, remember the uh, Gully Wumper. Yes, Gully Wumper. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, down the rivers of America, when you're going on the Mark Twain or Columbia, off to the side near... Mike Fink's cabin. Mike Fink's cabin. There you go. You'll yeah. see the Gully Wumper and his cabin. So little... It's on the uh, north side of the Tom Sawyer's Island, on the very back side of it when you're circling the island. That's fun. Yeah, they used to be able to actually uh, ride. They're the kill boats. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. You used to be able to ride on them. And so uh, Mike Finks is back there because the Bertha May is one of the reasons that they no longer have the ability for you to ride on them. <laughs> I don't know what a Bertha May is. Bertha May was Davy Crockett's kill boat. There was the oh, Gully Whopper and the Bertha May. Gotcha. The Bertha May at Disneyland uh, flipped over putting people into the water. Nobody was really seriously injured or harmed. But, Why didn't I know that? Yeah. So that's why you no longer have the kill boats at Disneyland. But uh, the the gully wumper lives on on the back side of the island uh, to There's memorialize Mike There's like a couple Mike boat sinkings at Disney these days. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Splash Mountain boat sank. Yep. And then um, beginning of 2020, uh, the Jungle Cruise boat sank yep. and then at Disney World. There was, um, All our hopes and dreams sank shortly thereafter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, have you guys seen that uh, video where um, 
they're playing My Heart Will Go On to the for the people evacuating the Jungle Cruise boat. <laughs> I have oh not my seen gosh. that, but that's amazing. Oh my gosh. I literally watched it way too much. I, I would have it. loved for a jungle to be on the boat uh, on the Jungle Cruise that have sunk. I would I, not. The only ride that I've ever been on that broke down on me was the Jungle Cruise, and it still remains to be my favorite ride. I've never gotten any other ride to break down on me. Everybody in my family's broken down on Space Mountain or Splash Mountain at least once. Not me. Like broken down to where you like like evacuate. had to evacuate. Ah, uh, okay. I or was had like, to have something pull I you out. I feel like, like you had to have at least had like a technical difficulty or something. Yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean. I sat there next to the dude on the cannon for like ten minutes, singing, you know, yo ho, yo ho, pirates' life for me. But they still like rebooted yeah. the ramp and we went up. Speaking of that dude. Uh, I know it's not possible, and I know there's no cannons in there, and it's also not even real, but I'm also kind of nervous in there, like, oh, dude, I hate when, it, when, it, when, it, when he's, like, aiming the gun at you, and, like, yeah, I always, hate that. I'm I still nervous that. about it. I don't know why. That's just the magic of Disney, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I know that it's not a real gun, but it. I hate that it's pointed at me. Right? <laughs> it's freaky. <laughs> well, we'll circle back to this. Uh, Circle back to this. Back to Disney freaking us out with things that we know isn't real. Oh, I'll write it. But we'll do your uh, your number one, please. My number one is. Oh, let me guess. I know. I know it. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, Frozen. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's Pollyanna. Why is Pollyanna your number one? I um think it has a really awesome message, and it's really it's really cute. I, when I first started getting sick, I actually watched it on your media server. Yeah. <laughs> actually, um, one of the days that I was just home sad, um, cause I couldn't work or go to school or anything. And I was like, my life sucks. And then, <laughs> and then I watched Pollyanna and I was like, I need to be better. And then I was better for like a week. All right. And then I went back to being pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> But, so, so what you're telling us is we need to get you a costume that makes you part of an American flag, but you can't walk and a porcelain doll and have you fall out of a window. Uh, I think my life's pretty close to that otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that means it's my turn for my number one. And my number one is The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin from 1967. Um, it is just a funny film. Like, it's a good time. Like... There's nothing more to it other than it's fun. Um, it's a guy is a butler on the East Coast, and he goes to San Francisco to try to get his former employer's kin folk. I don't know if it was his son, his grandson, or something, but go to help them in the the gold fields of San Francisco because it was at the gold rush era, and it has a very much comic strip style to it, where like it's a live action, but like. There's points where they do like a little quick animation that's just ridiculous and funny, uh, like those interludes, mm-hmm. kind of like Monty Python esque. To uh, I was thinking Lizzie move, McGuire. Or yeah, oh, or yeah. Lizzie McGuire to move the story along. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so much fun and it's well worth a watch. So mm. yeah, again, my favorite uh, on this list was 1967: The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin. And uh, I think that com- concludes our list. Yeah. So. We would love to hear your thoughts on the movies we that were in our top five. Yeah. If you and, watch them. And if you go onto Disney Plus and you watch any movie prior to 1970, 
Give us your list of your favorite films from prior to 1970 that you can find on Disney+. Plus. Live action. Live action, correct. Yeah. Live action prior to 1970. We'd love to hear Except what you... Except Chaz apparently cheated the system because there's a little bit of animation in his, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Taylor made the list, so I'll accept it. <laughs> if, if she didn't put it on the list, I wouldn't have used it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, our email is dsppodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us, let us know. Or... Go on to our Facebook group, the Disney support group on Facebook. Reach out to us there. Let us know your thoughts on it. We'd love to hear from you. So, let's circle back to the thing that we were talking about with the uh, canon terrifying you a little bit on Pirates oh, of the know. Caribbean. I don't know if there's much else to say. Well, though. I mean, there's other things in the park where you genuinely believe that you're in peril. Okay, like what? Like Taylor, the Matterhorn. Oh, oh yes. yeah. The Yeti. <laughs> when you You've spring. been with me, right? Yes, okay. I have. Uh, we laugh every time. But like, he scares me. It, I like I know he's there, but I always forget where he is. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is about the ride, but I always it's. He's way scary. I mean, yeah. did you go on it before with the old Harold? No. Yeah, the old Harold was not nearly as terrifying. No, but it's just like this. That last one would still get you. Like, you'd come around yeah. that corner, and just because you're hauling when you pass by him, you're just like, oh my gosh, what was that? But it's scary now because he's like coming out of the yeah, and it's like oh, it's just intense. Oh I, yeah, he's way scarier now. And I, the first time I wrote it, um, I didn't know they <gasps> changed it. Like it had been oh. a while since I had gone to Disneyland, and I wasn't like super into the I know crazy. I wasn't super into the Disney news yeah. yet. <laughs> but I wrote it, and I. Scared the crap out of me. Oh my gosh. And then I called Riley and I cried. Yeah. Riley's my brother. We're all, he's also a Disney addict. Yeah. And uh, when he's uh, home from college, we'll have to have him on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll come home for spring break. I'm not sure what he's doing with his life. Well, whenever he's around, we'll have him on. All right. Anyway. But um, one of the things that I always had that that pit of peril in my stomach uh-huh. was the, the Tower of Terror. Like, yeah. I would ride it all the time. But, like, and you know you're fine the entire time. Like, I'm fine with putting my hands up and all that. But, like, when I get on it, like, full disclosure, like, before it starts moving back from the track, I'm white-knuckled onto the sides. And then I have to tell myself, dude, what are you doing? It's fine. It's a ride. Like, my my animal brain is just like, no, we're going to die. (laughs) And then my, like, logical brain is like, no, dude, we're fine. And I have to talk myself back down and be like... Okay, I'm fine. And, like, I let go before even the first drop. But, like, just that rattle back when you're backing away from the door, my animal brain kicks in and is like, no, we're going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember when we took my sister to Disneyland for the first time? And her very first... Was that her very first ride in the park? I don't know if it was her first ride in the park, but there's a uh, Disney picture, like, the, the picture from the top, and I'm sitting in the middle between Taylor and her sister, Nicole, and I'm trying to lift my arms up, but they have my arms locked down because they're both holding on to me for dear life screaming. <laughs> and and when, we, when we got off, uh, she was telling us, like, she was, like, holding on to her seat. But as soon as that drop hit, she grabbed Chaz's arm as tight as she could. And I could not move because, like, they both had my arms just pinned down. So it's the only picture I have on the Tower of Terror that I don't have my right, arms up. Right. <laughs> because they have them pinned, I, and I'm like, what is going on here? Speaking of Tower of Terror freaking you out, we could go we could go like another direction with that and think 
Um, most people, especially in Disney World, where Tower of Terror is now, yeah, um, are staying at hotels where you're going into real elevators. Yeah. So it's some it's um, and I know that they actually did that on purpose because when I was doing facts one of the times or I was writing a book or something. Uh, they, <laughs> what? When I was writing a book or something, okay. shameless plug. <laughs> it's applicable, okay? <laughs> so, link in description. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, one time I was, and it's something that they genuinely wanted to make you think, like, think twice about, like, it's a normal experience that you are probably experiencing later on in the day, or you already yeah, did experience Yeah, it, it's in, in your day-to-day day life. Yeah, and some people, like, if you work in um, buildings with elevators, like, you're in an elevator every day. It like, makes you second-guess what you're doing. Right, and I do that. Every time I'm in an elevator, I'm always like, what if, you know? Yeah, what if, like, this lets go, and then I'm stuck in the 1950s for, like, 1930s for, it's like, forever. Yeah. Nineteen, not the 1930s for forever. <laughs> yeah. What a time, man. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this, but there's an elevator at my work, and, like, this was... I I've ridden on couple, it once. I know. <laughs> but, like, a, a couple weeks ago, um, I got into the elevator, and it made this really odd, like, noise. Oh, yeah? And the call light turned on. <laughs> and I was so freaked. I was like, oh, please open please let these doors open there was one time and and then thankfully it did open um and it, everything was fine after that but i didn't want to ride the elevator anymore <laughs> <laughs> so is that why you use the outside stairs now yes <laughs> i drop her off at work every morning and she used to go in the 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 ground floor door but now she takes a, a right and goes up the stairs and goes to the upstairs outside door and when I pick her up, she comes down the same way. And I had no idea, like, why you would change that. That is hilarious. Like, scary. It's cold outside. I'm sitting there thinking, like, why is she doing this? She could be inside. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense now. Yes. Um, have you ever been actually stuck in an elevator? Oh, I was going to tell a story. I was going to say a story. One time at cheer camp, and that's not supposed to be a quote. It was legitimately a cheer camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, Me and my friend, we were in... Um, an elevator at the hotel and we thought it'd be fun to press all the buttons and it legitimately started shaking oh like like it does in tower of terror when they would like kind of tease you kind of thing yeah and the lights turned off and i almost peed myself <laughs> oh no really I, is have that a my public, thing yeah i know i apparently <laughs> apparently peeing in public is my thing so, even though i've never done it <laughs> knock on wood <laughs> so i've been stuck in an elevator once before and it wasn't as freaky as tower of terror or anything else though because it was a i worked at a uh a rec center and i worked in the rock climbing wall and the rock climbing mm. wall started off um like below ground level was it multi-gen yeah ah. and so there's an elevator there that's for um uh wheelchairs and such so that people yeah. can come down because it has to be wheelchair accessible yeah, even yeah. though it's a rock climbing wall nobody in a wheelchair well actually there's a story about that later but most people in wheelchairs are not going to climb a rock climbing wall I would climb a rock wall, climbing wall, and I use a wheelchair. Sometimes. Yeah, but you're able to also take stairs. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so I had to take it back down from the top, 
down to the bottom because we I just took somebody up and when I was coming back down it just quit midway through so I'm about 10 feet from the doors at the top and about 10 feet from the doors at the bottom and it's just a cement shaft like it's just a hydraulic lift yeah not like your fancy elevators that are all enclosed and yeah, have yeah, buttons yeah. And it just quit. Fuse blew on it, and there we didn't have any spare fuses in building, and you couldn't open the do- top door without it being all the way at the top, and you couldn't open the bottom door without uh, it being all the way at the bottom. Oh, the stress oh, no. of it all. <laughs> so, yeah, we ended up uh, getting a screwdriver and disassembling. Like, they passed the screwdriver over the top of the door, and I disassembled the uh, mechanism from the inside. If that were me, I'd be like, I'm not disassembling crap. I'm staying here. You can hand me food, please. It wasn't as terrifying, but then there's still times where I get into a regular elevator that's less terrifying than some crappy little lift, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling comfortable right now. Yeah. (laughs) So. Back to Disney, Back to Disney, yeah. Anything else that gives you a feeling of peril and terror within the parks? Uh, there was one time, this isn't, like, intentional, there was one time that we rode Indiana Jones first thing in the morning, um, it had opened, like, a little bit late, so there was no line right when we were walking by, and as we've discussed, you don't pass that up, so we went right on, and, oh my gosh, the music didn't work? Oh, wow. So we just had the sound effects of everything jumping out at you, and... Silence except for our screams. <laughs> like, it was so terrifying. Like, I did not expect that. Oh, my gosh. So, when I was a kid, like, when it first opened, like, Indiana Jones terrified me. And oh, now yeah, as an too. adult, like, somehow it's lost its magic. Yeah. Like, I can see the flat ground and yeah. it just doesn't do it for me anymore. I still write it out of, like, nostalgia But there's absolutely no, like, woo, I'm gonna die. I've said before that it's, like, it's a glorified fantasy land ride. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And it's it's sad to me, but, like... I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It was my my great-grandmother's favorite ride when she went. She rode it once, and she said that it was her favorite ride, but she wasn't going to do it again because there was no way that that 87-year-old woman was going to walk back down... The whole queue to get to that ride. (laughs) Um, I also, um, so my very first time riding Indiana Jones, that boulder that looks like it's going to come rolling at you, but then it doesn't. For a couple rides after that, like I still felt that peril, but then eventually it kind of like just wore away. And I was like, oh yeah, Yeah, I don't actually get crushed by a boulder. Like Disney magic can stay really powerful in some rides and then others, it just fades away really fast like pirates of the caribbean every time that cannon points at me i'm still terrified like mm-hmm. subconsciously i'm like oh he's gonna blow my head off but honestly the drops kind not. of scare me too <laughs> like, uh, going, pirates? yeah like sometimes which there's one that's really steep it, at least it, it feels, it feels very steep, steep. You just go down, and you're like, oh, I hope, I hope I don't get splashed. <laughs> I always love the first drop that, like, you know, people forget that, like, it's even there, or they've never been on it before, and so they're like, oh, I'm just going to sit here with my hat facing forward, and the hat gets blown off, and someone in the back of the boat catches it. Always cracks me up. But, so, is there anything we wanted to talk about beyond Disney Peril? Mm, I think you guys really should go to Epcot. We're going to have to eventually. I wrote it's, that down because you were talking about what brought it up. 
Irish potato oh. chips. Oh yeah, that's what brought we'll it up yesterday. We'll have to talk about this on another episode because we'll, okay. we'll wrap this one up and then move on to it. All right, then, well, a little uh, teaser for we'll, next we'll week. We'll come next week with uh, why we should go to Epcot, I guess. So I wrote um, down several reasons. We'll yeah, do. we've got a lot of stuff for our next um, podcast episode, so tune in next week for another episode. We'll be back, and uh, with that, uh, check out our social medias. Uh, Alexa's already looking at you like, uh, is he going to say it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. When are you going to say it? <laughs> when are you going to say it? Check out our social medias. We've got Facebook. We've got uh, Instagram. We've got uh, the email, dspodcast at gmail.com. Instagram and Facebook are both the Disney Support Group or Disney Support Group. Find us on social medias. And uh, I think soon we're going to be launching a YouTube channel, too, as well, so that you can see some behind-the-scenes content of us recording, and you can actually tell where Taylor's pointing and, like, (laughs) (laughs) find out who she's talking to, because sometimes it's very vague. But with that, we will... See you real soon! Yep, we'll see you real soon. You can can do it again. See you real soon. (laughs)